What's the latest? Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Devin England and Ronnie Flores back with you um, today for everyone's favorite day in high school basketball, the McDonald's All-American Game Selection Day. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit later, you know, discuss uh, the historic number of California players selected to the, to the game, discuss um, snubs, discuss the voting process, a whole bunch of different things. We kind of did the same thing last year. But we're going to revisit that because it's uh, fresh on everybody's mind. And, you know, it always brings, Ronnie, this always brings out, people you know, a lot of order, people's yeah. opinions. Um, how did that, that Onyeka snub work, right. Devin? He's the, one of the best players in the Pac-12 <laughs> and, you know, trending towards being a one-and-done and, you know, yeah. top 14 pick in the NBA draft. A lottery pick, basically. So he should have been a, 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 we don't need to go back into that because we did a passionate, no. you know, spiel that for him like last year. That was like a no but we'll get into what we think are... If there's anybody similar, no brainer or whatnot, but you know, a little bit later in the show. But yeah. Devin, um, we'll just open up, I guess, with uh, anything on your mind. Forget, forget the NBA. Forget uh, oh, okay. anything on my mind. Like, there's a yeah. lot of things on my mind, Brian. <laughs> like there's a lot of things on my you mind. Off right oh, now? <laughs> why'd you have to do this? Yeah. Why'd you have to do this? Yes, there's lots of things that piss me off, Ronnie. Uh, and it's shit. it's uh, it's uh, it's a consistent thing with me, um, being pissed off. But <laughs> <laughs> and you know this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to crush anybody today. I'm, okay. I'm feeling kind of in a, a good, in a nice, in a good mood. That's yeah, a state to celebrate. Twenty four families and players are really happy. You know, for as far as the high school level we go, yeah, and I mean, I mean, there's a lot of pissed off baseball players. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bit <laughs> pissed off baseball players. I don't really give two shits about baseball, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna talk about the Astros. Uh, you know, yeah. Red Sox. I think the Mets Mets as well. Caught also up caught up in that. Uh, sign stealing scandal. That's kind of a preview of what we're going to talk about. But let's get into um, Zion Williamson's debut. That's a hot topic on all of the sports talk radio shows. Uh, sports, you know, like first take and all yeah, those Skip which... Bayless stuff on Fox. And um, so Zion made his debut after uh, sitting the first you know half of the season basically with a with a knee injury, and he was you know. It started out slow, but you know, got into the mix a little bit as as the game went on. He finished with twenty two points, eight of eleven field goals, four for four from three, um, and he had you know uh, an exciting span in the fourth quarter where he scored uh, seventeen straight points for the Pelicans. Yeah, and, I saw and, like social media went crazy. Yeah, in like at a that three point. and a half minute span, social yeah. media went ape shit. Um, the most, the thing I'm most surprised about uh, of his performance, Ronnie, is four for four from the NBA three line. Wow. He was a he was a thirty three percent three point shooter at at Duke in his one year. He went 24, 21 of seventy four from three uh, during that time, and I mean for me, Ronnie, this could yeah. be just an aberration. Yeah, he just got he just got made, in the flow. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, you know, you play basketball long enough, you're gonna uh, have a good you're in the NBA. Game. There's a chance you're gonna have a good shooting game. But four for four from the NBA three in a, in a game, uh, his first game in a, in a very long time. It's pretty impressive. Um, for sure, he. Body wise, I don't think he. I, I I think he looked a little soggy for sure. what he's used to, but that's to be expected. Yeah, I think Mark Jackson at one point on the broadcast, maybe maybe even in the beginning, he was like, "Yeah, Zion looks like real heavy." I'm like, "Yeah, he does look heavy, but that's I feel like that's just how he's gonna be." Yeah, I, I think that's how it's gonna be his body type. Obviously, he can. You know, he's gonna have to work on his diet, his slimming as as much as he can, but he's gonna be big all the time. Yeah. So to a guy who is like, you know, our frame or Mark Jackson's frame is always going to look big and heavy. Yeah, 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 for just, sure. Just, or he's like, he kind of reminds me of uh, like a Charles Barkley type frame. Yeah. Where it's just, just like... be big all the time. Big butt, big right. legs, big thigh. Right. Big and, thighs, it, and if he doesn't, know. be careful, like yeah. we've said before, yeah. then it could become an issue yeah. down the line. But I don't know. I think, you know, I think he looked, uh, he looked okay. Um, but like I said, it took him a while to get yeah. into the flow as to be expected. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, Pelicans seemed like they were picking it up a little bit before he came back. I guess after, uh, you know, you know, before he, he came back, he, they were just picking up a little bit. Uh, they're 12th in the West. Uh, they're kind of right there, three, three, four games back of the eighth seed. Now, obviously, that won't stay the same right now. That's the Spurs. Spurs right now, yeah. If they're if they were just in last place, would he have came back, or do you think that's what they're pushing now? I mean, we've discussed this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have brought him back, back this year regardless. at all. Yeah, because. You're the 12th seed in the West. The Spurs are the eight. I mean, yeah. you're not too far back, and you yeah. still got plenty of time. But do I think the Pelicans are going to make a playoff push with, because of Zion's return? I don't think so. Okay. 
I don't think so. So I, they even if they get in, they're not really a realistic team to yeah, go Yeah, I mean, far. if you get into the eight seed, you're going to play the one seed, the Lakers. You're going to get smacked. What's okay. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of risking? What's the point? Got it. I mean. Long term. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear that they did their due diligence with the injury. They sure. rested him as long as, as he needed to. And, you know, they brought him back at 100%. Yeah. As far as the injury goes, maybe not, you know, body-wise, he's not 100%. Sure, of course not. He's he not in basketball be, game Not shape. in basketball shape yet. Game shape. Um, but you can't. Because you can't be in basketball shape until you play basketball, basketball. right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron. What, you, he's got to play to get in shape. Right. So, I mean, for me and you, yeah. I, I think we're both on the same page. We wouldn't have brought him back. No. Um, because I don't think his presence is going to spark the, the a playoff maker. run. Yeah. And like we always talk about, we've talked about load mats. We've talked about how the NBA is going to take, trying to take care of players' bodies more than ever. So why with maybe the most valuable piece that's entered the NBA in quite a while. I'm not saying he's the best player that's in the, entered the NBA, but just as far as what he's bringing. Box office, yeah. fans. All the whole the whole package. V- yeah, viewership yeah. to TV games. Which is kind of was interesting to me, Devin. What does it tell you? And now is it just because talk sh- shows need something to talk about? Why is everybody losing their mind over him coming back? What? Because, so this is something Was that, the NBA losing ratings in no, other games? No, no, I what, think, is, what is it the deal there? I think a lot, this is something that, this kind of ties into your question to yeah. tr- try and spark a yeah. uh, uh, a uh, rant from me. Yeah. What, what pisses me off is um, a lot of fans these days, whether it's high school, whether it's uh, college, whether whether it's the NBA, yeah. they're they're I'm not going to say the words. They're star efforts. Yeah, like they they're are starstruck. Star, they're they, starstruck they, by a dunker and a guy who could. They don't care. Yeah. About the game itself, so, they want to see the highlights. highlights. They want to see a highlight. Okay. And that's what we discussed with Otic last week. Is like a lot of the, especially at the high school level, a lot of the fans aren't looking for. Who Wins won games? Yeah, they're looking for the coolest highlights. The... So that's trickling over to the NBA. In I think so. Yeah, because it starts. At it a starts younger, young. at the younger age, and now we're at the age where those kids who are growing up with social media yeah. um, in the NBA. are are either they're in the NBA, they're and the, the kids way. who are fans of those guys are what are what's driving social media, what's driving ratings, because they're the ones tuning in, and they're more interested in in um, you know Zion dunking or whatever than they are in a pick and roll coverage or something like like that you know if you yeah. can hedge if you can hedge the screen roll and recover and block a shot or if you can you can box out or you run the floor and rim run and have you know a good touch around the basket these kids don't care about that stuff no they don't care about coverage the actual the game offense. the game yeah. itself they care which, about what you like and 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 obviously I like to an extent and you, <laughs> you really like it as far it. as me <laughs> yeah I mean you you, you really like as the game as, as yeah, it yeah, as yeah. it's supposed to be played and that's great so and that regard the next question would be uh does he play enough games and does he have a chance to win the r- rookie of the year is he who's out there is he yeah. in that boat if he's um, if he stays healthy yeah. i think he plays enough games to qualify i believe i'm not yeah. sure what the number is the yeah. minimum game number to qualify but i think he would just based on you know how um, they yeah how they're gonna they'll, they'll kind of change it around to make sure that he's considered in rookie of the year running, but based on what I've seen this season in the NBA, John Morant is, for in my opinion, the very clear favorite for Interesting. for the rookie of the for year. The Memphis, just because he's played the entire season, um, he started the entire season, the yeah. impact he's had on that team has been pretty significant. Um, he has the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, he creates for himself and everybody else. Uh, through 38 games this season, he's averaging 17.5 points, seven assists, shooting 48. Point seven percent from the field. That's pretty um, damn good. Eighty percent from the free throw line and forty percent from three. Those are numbers you can't argue. And that's going to be hard to beat if he plays the whole season. And you know, it's like you said, he's made an impact on the game. Yeah, they're winning and losing. So here's the thing: they're, they're twenty and twenty-four overall record, ninth not in the bad. West. That's not horrible for a team that was yeah. supposed to be in rebuilding mode. Yeah, the ninth seed in the West is pretty pretty impressive. Um, even higher than the higher Pelicans? than New Orleans, right? Yeah, but that's what that's without Zion and his sure. impact, or you know, we'll Whatever see. Here's the thing: if Zion, if Zion, you know, does what everyone thinks he's going to do and have an impact to the point where the Pelicans are in the playoff conversation, you know, make a late run and are in that you know ten nine eight seed there with potential to make it, um, then maybe, maybe he gets those votes. Um, but based on right now, if you ask me, who should be the NBA Rookie of the Year? I think it's by far and away John Moran. Awesome. And he was the number two pick, correct? Yes, he was. Number two pick after Zion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can't, I mean, we can't go back and be like, what no, do you, I, we can't I, he, like, what Zion, Zion played the, all year? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? He's hurt. Um, but uh, Great yeah. pickup for, uh, you know, with, with John Morant. 
and uh, obviously he had a great year last year. Again, people probably focus on his highlights, but looks like he has a pretty complete game. Oh, he has a majorly complete game. I mean, yeah. he does everything. He's uh, he defends a little bit. He defends. And athletic. He, gets to the rim. Shoots. A, now you're saying. Yeah, he's shooting a little. I mean, shooting forty percent from three in the NBA is is nothing to to turn your nose up at. That's that's a good number. <laughs> Our that's guys out and shooting a hundred. So let's, <laughs> let's see what he keeps. How oh, you're he, sick. after a couple of weeks where, where he's at. You you're know? sick. I thought you were a purist. Yeah, you're a you're a, you're a fanboy. Yeah, I'm a homer, <laughs> homer stat right there. Uh, a fanboy of, stat. Yeah. Th- speaking of uh, fanboys and and uh, uh, you know interesting things that happen, let's let's move into baseball a little bit. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to baseball unless it's a uh, you know NLCS or, or ALCS sure. you know, game seven in the World Series because. 162 games of, you know, five hours of my time is just not uh, not intriguing to me. It's boring. Um, but the baseball cheating scandal is not boring, Ronnie. It's no, fun. That's interesting. I think that's caught a lot of people's eyes. Give us Obviously, a, we're talking about Give us a little Astros. background on it. Well, the background is in the 2017 season, now a previous somebody from on the Astros roster came from another team and kind of told these guys, hey, we did this to get ahead. You know, this is how we steal some some signs. So it became a thing where a lot of people were in on it because what they did was set up a monitor. First, I believe they set up in the in, in near the dugout in the, like a hallway yeah. like behind that leads yeah. into the dugout. Right. So they have a camera in center field, and obviously there's and it, they, obviously cameras are strong and and real powerful today. Oh they yeah. They zoom yeah, in yeah. on the catcher <laughs> yeah. sign. Yeah. So somebody relays it. Uh through like a, a buzzer or feed and then that in their brilliance they either somebody told the players you know some kind of sign what they did was just make a uh they banged on a trash can so you know the old number one is probably a fastball and the two is meaning it's an off speed two bangs and that's a good so way then because... they could switch it around if they need to if they thought somebody was catching on probably two bangs is an off speed pitch yeah. one's one you know or they could switch it around, meaning the two bang, two bangs is the fastball. One bang is the is the uh, you know off speed. And they could switch using that around the trash can. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it because there's other noise. There's other noise. There could be yeah. a fan doing it or whatever. Yeah. It's I mean, based on everything that I've read about this yeah. and you know seen tweets and all that stuff, yeah. this is some smart shit. Yeah, and I mean they did it really. Uh, you know, going in like to they, the they, playoffs. Yeah. So this affected the whole two seventeen season. So let's jump to the playoffs real quick. They they advance. They're now in the AL. Devin, you might have known the Astros used to be in the NL. So when the Dodgers played, no, I had no idea. <laughs> when the Dodgers played the Astros, I was like, this is a cornball World Series because they're not playing a traditional American League team. Whether that's the Yankees, Red Sox, I get a rivalry what you're saying. type of team, yep, just yep, like yep. the like a historical rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. Correct. So when you go to the to the to the to the they're playing. So that was kind of goofy, but they were a great team. And um, they got to the World Series, and there was just a few games. Now, credit to the Dodgers. They almost kept up with them offensively. I mean, Altuve and these guys were just hitting the shit out of the ball. You know why? Because they knew a pitch was coming. Yeah, so (laughs) as a Dodger fan or people in L.A., they were saying, okay, uh, you Darvish is tipping his pitches. That's what I said at the time. I said, I told my friends and a couple people that like to follow it, whoever was in the Ball's Life office or just people I know, these guys – him and Clayton Kershaw's got to be tipping their pitches. How could they be hitting this well? And it's not the hitting per se. The hitting's a big thing because they were just taking balls yard. They were hitting it really square. Even if they were outs, they were probably just right on the money. Is the laying off of the pitch? Is the laying off of the off speed? How do you have seven, eight guys in your lineup? They're all of a sudden just Tony Gwynn. They're laying off yeah. everything, especially because I think that's when the pitcher's like, "Wait a minute, that guy was chasing that pitch in last year." Yeah. And 215 or through our scouting, what's going on and here? And you Darvish is kind of known for his off speed. I th- yeah. I th- I'm not, yeah. not like like that up speed with yeah. you Darvish's strength, but I think so. Yeah. That's so that that's kind of um, and then that starts hitting the, red flag yeah. number one. And right then there. that starts getting to the pitcher's psyche. Well, you like, Darvish, 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 you Darvish should yeah. have yeah. the Astros organization pay for his therapy. Yeah, yeah. He's, for I sure. mean, dude, because I'm sure he's been, he got rocked. Oh yeah, he got rocked and got rocked in they a short like, period of time. ruined his career. Yeah, got rocked in a short period of time. So not only did it affect the whole 2017 season because that's 81 games where they quote-unquote cheated. So that affect the standings. The 81 home games, yeah. 81 home games. Let's not even – let's just pretend that we don't know what you happened can't do in the, it on 81 the road, right, road right. games, right? So 
um, you know, elaborate scheme on at home. So that affected the stanza of 81 games. So that means, in essence, the whole scenes of wash is if they didn't do the trash can gang, didn't do the banging. Yeah, how do we know what they were to finish in the stands? You know, what I mean? the trash can gang sounds like a s- extremely horrible like grunge Nirvana band from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's like Nirvana, like wannabe Nirvana or something. Right, right, like, right. What are these guys doing? So Some high school kids with the, yeah, yeah. With the trash can or something. That's their so drum. that kind of uh, you know got noticed, and then there's there's two things that kind of really painted a picture of it. The White Sox late in the season, their pitcher Devin, who you know is. He stepped off the mound. Yeah. He thought he heard something. And he went to the catcher. Mm-hmm. They switched their signs up. And then the on the next pitch, the guy chased just a bad ball from the Astros. So they saw something there. And I think the Astros changed their strategy. Yeah, that was because Danny Farquhar from Danny the White Farquhar Sox. You guys can, if you go Twitter search his name, there's tons of videos video showing thing. this exact thing that Ronnie's really describing. And on the next pitch, you obviously pit baseball catchers and pitchers cover their mouths. They switched the sign, and the next pitch, I mean, the batter just chased it. So he saw something. So at that moment, the Astros panicked, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, sh- oh shit, they're going to. But nobody said anything, or maybe nothing was brought to the attention. But before that, MLB had sent a memo to all GMs and all managers that we've heard of that there's rumors and, and rumblings that teams are cheating, stealing signs digitally or electronically. If You you guys are going to be penalized and, and, and hammered if this happens and sure enough when all this broke those guys were suspended then later that day the Astros owner felt he had no choice he he can the GM and he can the manager the manager but previous previously it was already noticed that you guys are on the hook if something like this happens they were like yeah we don't give a shit (laughs) obviously they don't do it yeah so I guess to the top the owner didn't know what was going on I'm not sure the GM knew what was going on obviously the field coaches knew what was going on because they got hired at other teams now the Mets (laughs) Mets, uh, Mets manager's gone, and the Red Sox manager is gone yeah. because they were, you know, either associated or were field coaches in that World Series run. Right, right, right. So the thing that Devin that's crazy about all this and might be the biggest scandal ever is, like you said, Darvish changed his career. Did other guys not get signed or get traded because they didn't do well against the Astros? Maybe some pitcher that we're not sure. don't know got bombed, and they were like, "You're going back to AAA, dude." Right, like some some <laughs> yeah. some like late late uh, yeah. inning reliever. Reaver, yeah. Got hammered. And then that, that ruins this their career real, path. Yeah. So how big is this? It's wide. You can't so, unwind it. So baseball, you can't unwind yeah, it. You can't, yeah, this thing is just like a continuous, yeah, like a snowballing kind of yeah. kind of effect. Huge. You can't, like you said, you can't unwind it, but yeah. let's compare it to yeah. other scandals. baseball scandals. Okay. So yeah. the what's the, the, the Black Sox? The Black Sox. The Black Sox. 1919. We're still on that. I mean, yeah. I get that. Like, shoeless Joe Jackson is not getting in the Hall of Fame and all that. It's still relevant. Okay. Because it's 100 years ago and it's shoeless Joe people. The shoeless Joe fans people are, are still the... talking about it. Yeah. That's I the mean... problem with baseball is people hang on to things too long. Okay. <laughs> shoeless Joe's like. Shoeless Joe. This was bigger Hall than Shoeless of Fame Joe, player. right? Yeah. yeah. I would okay. say it's bigger because that involved one team with gamblers, mobsters, you know, bootleggers. Love that. You this know. is what's supposed to go on in 1919. That's yeah. what's supposed to go on. Okay. Yeah. Pete Rose managing the Reds. Yes. Right? And he's betting on his team to win. I love Pete Rose. Yeah. This is one of my favorite bet, stories. You would bet on your team to win, Devin. I would bet Devin against my team. Marine, Devin would bet on Marina against Modern Day. <laughs> uh, I would bet, I would, you bet against him yeah. and double down. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 100%. But still try to win the game. That's yes. what's crazy about it. You would still try to win the game even right. though you're betting against yourself. Right. I would try to outsmart myself so, on my own bet. So, yeah. Which is why I don't coach, coach high school basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is bigger than the Pete Rose mm-hmm. thing, correct? I would say because that involved one individual betting on his team. As far as we know, he didn't bet against them or manage, like course his man change his managerial. He's trying to win, so he's, <laughs> he's trying to win and betting on his own team. Yeah. I respect that about Pete. Yeah, he should be in the hall. He of likes fame. the action. Yeah, you he know, just Pete. he was just like he wanted he wanted the action. He, he wanted, wanted the extra action. extra the adulation he didn't have as the player yeah. or whatever. He thought he had a good team. He liked to bet on the races. And then let's be realistic what happened. He got in debt. Like most people who are uh, longtime gamblers, yeah, you yeah. have losing streaks, winning streaks. Okay, I can't, uh, my action's losing on football. My action's losing on NCAA basketball. Okay, let me start betting on the Reds you're, and baseball. You're bringing out some of my dark secrets here, Ronnie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Pete, you know, all probably his little goons and his yes men were like, Pete, dude, you're in the hole. What do you know best? 
I know There's, my team. I know my team. <laughs> I know Big Dave Park. I know Eric Davis. I know, you know. I know who we're going to beat. Yeah. yeah you I know, know how we're going to beat them. So, I mean, that only involved his team. As far as I know, it didn't affect the, the standings, the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this affects because you don't know where the Astros were to finish in that league. Right. See, And then you can't. Dodgers fans are obviously going to complain and whine. We should have won the 217 series. No. You don't know who you would have been facing. Right. And how that would have went. That's why the whole 2017 season. is like a shit show wash. Yeah, it's a wash. And yeah. like the, the title should be vacated. Yeah, dude, I was going to ask you. Do you think the Yeah, I think it probably should be vacated. And it should just be like a, like a, a black, asterisk. Yeah, a bad, 100 years from now, yeah. we're sitting in this closet, Ronnie. Yeah. You know, old man with who can hardly we'll say, walk. We'll tell some of our grandkids this is what happened in 217. Right. We can talk Fuck about it. Jigged them out and figured it out and nobody did nothing Baseball about it. loves to hold on to stupid things yeah. and we can hold on to this stupid thing for 100 years. And I think that's why they made those quick firings and I think also, well, that's why people are complaining, especially Dodgers. You see some tweets, uh, some other teams. Oh, no wonder I got hammered and shelved. Players are pissed, meaning players from the other teams. Because they feel like they got jobbed, right? And then also, if like you said, could affect their arbitration, their salaries, yeah. trades, yeah. Uh, demotions, uh, call-ups, sure. all kinds of things. I think this scandal most compares to um, our guys, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco, and the whole steroids. Because right, it's just widespread, you're saying? Yeah, because it's widespread and it impacted potentially players abilities to make money, money or their or their not make money or not make money because like say i'm doing it i'm not say doing joe it. blow yeah. you yeah. know relievers getting smacked by mcguire yeah for you know you know six home runs and five yeah. appearances that guy's gonna get cut and he's yeah. never gonna pitch again in, in the league or if on a 25 man roster you know what we're gonna take an extra uh third baseman who can slug instead right. of a, a quick Outfielder who sure. can field the ball. Well, yeah, and, and you're down. You're yeah. out because we need the slugger because everybody's juicing. Right, and we want some more dongs. We need some. D- <laughs> you know, no, for sure. No, we I'm need a, more jacks. See, here's the thing. You know what I mean? So for me, me growing up, I yeah. played baseball as a kid. Obviously, yeah. most kids play little league or whatever. Yeah. That was I was in like what fourth or fifth grade when McGuire and Sosa now, were in that. Did you guys think like, damn, we want the long ball? Hell here. yeah, oh, I wanted okay. to jack everything. You to jack. I would, I would okay. go up to. To uh, little Devin Ugland would go up to the plate, even though he couldn't hit, and I'd have my my Gary Sheffield bat flip going on. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Just because I wanted to hit jacks. You wanted to hit jacks. So it affect. Well, that's what I said. I always told people there's a there's a commercial, and I don't know who was sponsored by MLB commercial, and uh, Greg Maddox and I think Tom Glavin come out, and they're they're working out. It's a Nike commercial. They're working out. It's a funny commercial. Go look on it on YouTube. You get they're dun, dun, they're playing the Rocky music. You know, Greg Maddox is doing like a hundred twenty five pound uh, uh, bench. They're running and they're doing all this work and they're going, "Hello guys, hey, there's Cy Young winners over here." And all these chicks are like, uh, you know, they're looking at batting practice and it's Heather Locklear who's you know a, a bombshell. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. everybody loves Heather Locklear and Fountain Valley High School alum. Yeah, cheerleader at Fountain Valley. You're right, Heather Locklear. Yep you know good looking lady and she's in this commercial she was hot at the time you know at 20 hey, years ago you don't get a hot and bothered yeah, on me yeah, here let's yeah, just get yeah, the story yeah, going no but i mean <laughs> that's the whole point because people don't know who heather lock is you no know i get you i get you it's you just know her, you'll be fine you'll, you'll you'll know who she is so she goes hi mark and hi guys and then they're like you know uh maddox and glavin are kind of like hey like giving heather Locklear the eye and she's like Hey guys, can you say hi to where is Mark? Can you guys say hi to Mark for me? And they're just irate. Yeah. And they're like, chicks, dig the long ball. Right. You can't get over. Like, they just can't get over it. Right. The so that's what was was pushed at the time. So how many young high school players saw that commercial or got the message, that memo that, hey, dude, it's about hitting Jack and did roids? Well, when I, yeah, for sure. When I was a kid, like, I'm not yeah. doing, obviously, I'm not doing roids yeah. as yeah. a fifth grader. Like, yeah. I'm not doing roids as but a fifth But a high school grader. player. But. When I first started, like, my dad bought me a VHS tape. It was a a pitching tutorial from Greg Maddox. And I would watch that thing forever. When Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and those boys were hitting 65 jacks Jacks a year, that video was so far in the trash, and I was just trying to hit jacks. It's the influence. That's what we're saying. So that is a big thing because it it influenced so many people. And, and Devin, in the early 2000s, 2004, 2005, people went crazy, steroid crazy. There was story... Uh, the state of Texas passed legislation for steroid testing. Like you're spending, dude. Not that many people were doing it. You guys, it was a little late in the ball game. Again, Jose Canseco's coming out on on 60 Minutes. Other athletes are talking about it. Rafael Palmeiro. I did not do steroids. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, you did, a, buddy. It became a big thing, and 
people started spending money to either on steroids or to combat it. Yeah. Meaning like high schools wanted to test. That costs a lot of money. Yeah. So it was overreact. It was totally overreactive. Yeah. After you know? after McGuire retired from the yeah. big leagues, right? He yeah. so he lived in Huntington Beach. Sure. Uh kind of, he's down the street from me, more yeah. in the expensive yeah. homes, obviously yeah. he made a lot of money. Sure. But his kid played basketball in the same NJB as, as I did at North Huntington Beach NJB at Marina wow. High School. Wow. And uh dude was just a dick, man. <laughs> He was just a great a, story. He was just a God. He was a dick. I so I was a you know huge fan. This was literally like right after he set brothers? that record, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. I, I got a McGuire jersey for Christmas. All this stuff, Cardinals would, jersey. Yeah, Cardinals jersey. I would go up there in the stands when he came in and and try to get an autograph, kind of, and he would be like, "Nah, I'm cool. I'm cool right now." Thank and then you when when all that all that stuff came out, and he was juicing. Man, I threw my McGuire jersey in the trash. Wow. Little Devin Ugland felt like but extremely. You didn't at the betrayed. time. You didn't really know what the like because. I followed it. Obviously, I'm a little older than you. I knew they were doing Andro and Juice. I was at like, the time, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. I wasn't that tapped into yeah, it. Yeah, you weren't I'm that just tapped like, damn, you're just a kid. Getting bombs. You're just this hitting bombs. Yeah. Like following the the, the trend of Major League Baseball. Everybody's yeah. hitting bombs. So it's a, yeah, I feel I really feel for like Frank Thomas and maybe even Ken Griffey if they didn't, you know, if they weren't involved. They had some great years, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Griffey had a great 98 season. Baseball was great back then. Yeah, Griffey had a great 98 season. And he, Frank Thomas had some great seasons too, 580 home yeah. runs maybe. Frank you Thomas know. was awesome. If he juiced, we're talking 700 home runs, maybe eight. Maybe he's over more, has more home runs than Bonds. Again, we don't know, but to your point, it's a big scandal. I think the difference in the scandal, Devin, would be that many pitchers juiced. So sure. they're facing a juice hitters equal, from a pitch. It was equal, equal, equal fielding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> equal yeah. There's some juicing on the pitchers. So. It's like you work in Jamba Juice or something. Yeah, so. For this scandal, man, you're talking about a team that maybe shouldn't have even won the World Series. That's pretty big. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a whole. I guess it's a it's an organizational scandal Scandal. because multiple people were involved. And whereas you go back to '98, the Cardinals and the Chicago White Sox with Sammy Jack hitting the Jacks and stuff. The Yankees were by far the best team. Was it the White Sox or the Cubs? Cubs. I'm sorry, the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. White Sox. Yeah, Yeah, Sammy's played for the Cubs. Obviously, I'm thinking of Frank Thomas. So you know, Cardinals and and the Cubs, they were a great story, but the Yankees dominated right, baseball. They weren't like they didn't weren't high the, level teams. Yeah, right. it didn't affect the World Series champs. So. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> Less, lesson, lesson of lesson of the the day is um, don't cheat. No, I mean or, yes. don't get caught. I mean, you're don't get do some don't get some caught like, like the Astros. Right, don't get caught, and then the baseball is just like guys juice. Who cares? Uh, yeah. It's fun. I think you're right. If you want to juice, juice. If you want to, you know, you're you know. Well, it's kind of like Man Canseco said. Shrink, I that's go, on you. That's like what Conseco said. <laughs> Guys who got on, why do people juice Devin? It worked. It works. The stuff, but you gotta know how to do it. That's I'm why going to support. juice. I'm so inspired to juice. I'm juicing after this. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna see me at the gym next year. I'm gonna be jacked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people juice because it works. I hate to say it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. People juice because it There's works, but it's well, very yeah. dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. So. Just, well, just hire hire yourself a good trainer and juice. Wow! Don't do yeah, that, please. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we're we're enjoying Listen. ourselves, but yeah, that was yeah, a big fun. scandal. And I'm with you. I think they should just vacate it. So to try to deter people from digitally and electronically stealing signs again. What I don't understand, Devin, like you said, everybody's stuck on the three run home run. If you can naturally steal signs by getting a guy on second, why don't we have more small ball and get guys on second and start stealing signs? I don't get it. Because, like you said earlier, running chicks it's dig the long ball. ball. That's it's, it. It's not. It's, that's stealing bases the, is not fun. Uh, Bunting guys never. over is not fun. Sack that's flies. That's what I miss. Not fun. You know, it's kind of like you said. You grew up and you liked McGuire. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, we just liked to hit. You know, uh, Ozzie Smith was uh, real small. Eric Davis wasn't. You know, speed guy. Vince Coleman and Ricky Henderson were were exciting. You know, like you said, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, exciting. Like yeah. Ricky Henderson and Vince Coleman were exciting. Yeah. Tim Raines, those guys were exciting. To I mean, I, I go back a little triples. bit that much. Yeah, yeah. I think my my favorite all time yeah. baseball player ever is Cal Ripken Jr. Wow, I was a yeah, huge he's fan just, of Cal Ripken Jr. He was just solid, just solid all around. Yeah, he can hit, he can hit power he a little bit, field. field defense. Yeah, that's great. I didn't really like McGuire because I knew in some of his down seasons, like he was a terrible, like two twenty hitter. You know, he was good. That he was two nineteen. We're yeah. talking about two forty. No, he was a terrible average hitter for yeah. sure. I mean, he hit the hit the bomb so. Interesting stuff there. Let's move. Uh, More interesting stuff. <laughs> go back into the real interesting stuff of the day. Like you said, a big week in basketball. A lot of uh, speculation. A lot of predictions. And then 
The 2020 McDonald's All-American uh, roster was announced. This year's game will be in Houston. It was in Atlanta for a few years after a long run in Chicago. Uh, Devin, do you want to just run down the uh, the list or, yeah, or give a highlight yeah, of the me, list and then yeah, we'll, we'll pull, talk let about... Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull uh, this up real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll go through the list real quick. Just, I mean, people I'm sure have seen all of it, but we can yeah. go through it. It's not, it's not long. 24 players. Um, Scotty Barnes, we'll go in alphabetical order as yeah. it's on the on the yeah. roster here. Scotty Barnes out of Montverde Academy. Uh, BJ Boston from uh, Sierra Canyon here in Chatsworth. Greg Brown the third from Vandegrift in Texas. Uh, Namari Burnett of Prolific Prep. Josh Christopher of, Ter- of uh, Mayfair. Terrence Clark of Brewster Academy. Sharif Cooper of McEachern. Uh, Kate Cunningham also of Montverde Academy. RJ Davis of Archbishop Stepanak. Great story. That's Stepanak's first uh, McDonald's All-American in the school's history. That's, that's pretty cool. Dawson Garcia from Prior Lake in Minnesota. Jalen Green, also a prolific prep here in California. Walker Kessler of Woodward Academy in Georgia. Caleb Love of Christian Brothers uh, College High School in Missouri. Evan Mobley from here in, in California, Rancho Christian High School. Dacian Nix, uh, the only independent uh, club player uh, listed here from uh, Trinity International in Las Vegas. Via Alaska, great story Via there. Via Alaska, great story. Jeremy Roche from Paul VI. Dayron Sharp, Montverde. Jaden Springer, IMG Academy, DJ Stewart, uh, Whitney Young, Jalen Suggs, Minnehaha, uh, Bryce Thompson from Wa- uh, Washington High School in Oklahoma, Isaiah Todd from pardon Word me, of God, Word of God in North yeah. Carolina, Mark Williams of IMG, and Zaire Williams of uh, Sierra Canyon, so, formerly of Sherman Oaks Notre Dame. So two of Sierra from Sierra Canyon. So the first thing that jumps out, Ronnie, is California. Uh, the state itself has six selections, Correct. the most in state history. Yep. Uh, we've had. Five players selected twice in the past. Uh, what does it yeah. say to you about the current state, current state of California high school basketball? I, I think it says, as we've noticed, if we talked about this on this um, podcast, and we talked about it also in your scouting report and other places and stories, this is really top-heavy class. We knew this class was great at the top. When you even add in like a Marcus Bagley, Ian Martinez, a few other guys, you know, Jalen Clark, there's a few other guys you can talk about Dominic that are like Harris. really good players. They're just really good players. Uh, once you start getting into the top, you know, 30 from California after that, yeah, there's some guys who are deserving of, of, you know, scholarships, but I don't know how deep the class is. I don't know how many guys are going to rise up, but the top, it's really top heavy. And and it it, it was going to be like that for a long time. And we didn't even mention Devin Askew who joined the 220 class and is going to Kentucky. And, you know, again, numbers game, it could be various factors of when he reclassed, you know, he, he. He's not on the uh, final final roster. So, uh, yeah, six. Um, if you look back at the other years, it was 2008, which is a really good class, and 1997, which is now a legendary class. And um, do you, you can kind of I'm going to test, you, you. I'm a test you here. Hang on, I'm going to test you. Do you remember all 10, all 10 of those names? Guys? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, so start with the, 97. Uh, the Collins Twins is, is two. Okay. Baron Davis. Okay. Uh, Eric Chenoweth. It's four. And would be woo woo. Oh, here we go. Come on. I got it. It's got to be on my on my mind somewhere. A big guy, Chris Burgess from so Woodbridge. The, wow, two Orange County guys. Chenoweth from Villa Park and, and Burgess. Burgess from Woodbridge. Yeah. Wow. And the team didn't include Kenny Brunner, who I thought should have made it. Um, Dominguez. Yeah, he really had a good career. Maybe again, Baron really came on at that last year, and then Shea Cotton was injured, so Shea Cotton didn't sit out the season. Kind of like you, I know you want to mention him a little bit. Jalen Johnson hasn't played this year, really didn't play much for, for IMG. He didn't make the didn't make the game. He's the highest guy in, in most of these, you know, most incredible the ratings yeah. that didn't make the game. That's kind of like the Shea Khan. He he's he didn't play that all that year. So you can't he didn't make you can't it. skip over the second yeah. five. Who what okay, year was so that? 2008. Okay. Let's go Malcolm Lee. UCLA. Drew Holiday. UCLA. DeMar DeRozan. USC. Larry Drew going to North Carolina, Woodland Hills, Taft. Wow. And I counting Brandon Jennings from Oak Hill. Okay. Uh, from He's Southern a, California. He he went yeah. to Oak Hill for one year. Yeah. One for Oak Hill, and, and and obviously he he was one of their best you know guards they had. He was the National Player of the Year. So okay. I, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit there. It's kind of like you could cheat a little bit with 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 Nemari and Jalen and Jalen Green. You know they're not quote unquote NCAA schools, but California players. So. That was an interesting class. Um, again, Clay Thompson didn't make it. Uh, our other guy on the pump and run team didn't make it. Devin is uh, Paul George. Again, that's so you just don't know how it's going to how it's going to turn out. Obviously, Larry Drew 
and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy Anderson. They were kind of like the lead guards on that first pump and run team. And on that second pump and run team, you have two guys making, you know, $150 million right now. Right. Just so, the way it worked out. I, I mean, mean, you know. We'll talk snubs and all yeah, that because yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's what you talk about when things yeah. like this happen. Sure. But, I mean, the McDonald's All-American game, any All-American game, yeah. don't want to pick on any of this stuff, is just not the end-all, be-all. It's like. And it's 24 players. It's 24 hard. guys. Some guys are going to be unhappy. Hundreds of thousands of guys. athletes in the country. Sure. Um, so obviously there's going to be guys, you know, down the line in four or five years or whatever yeah. who are NBA superstars who were not McDonald's All-Americans. And um, Andrew Slater, you know, Andrew Slater does yes. um, um, covers high school basketball, scouting, yeah, recruiting, for, things for like that. Two four seven. He's done it for other other organizations. Yeah, he's a you know he's a he's kind of like you. He does a, he has a lot of information in his mind, and he came up with some, a couple stats yeah. uh, from the McDonald's All American Game selections and how they kind of pan out. So since nineteen seventy seven, this is all per Andrew Slater. Want to give him his credit. Um, One thousand and twelve players have made the made McDonald's All American Game. Okay. Okay. 611 of them, that's 60.4% of them, have played at least one NBA game. It's impressive. Yep. It's pretty good. 297 so of them, uh-huh. 29.3%, have gone to play in 300-plus NBA games. So, um, yeah. 30%. 30% of the guys like long-time are, NBA players. are legit, long-time, long-term NBA guys. Okay. So this is clearly not the end-all, be-all. Like If you don't sure. make the McDonald's All-American game, look at Paul George. Yeah. He's making... 150 million dollars <laughs> yeah. on a on a contract yeah. and played in the league for he's going to play no, in the league for 15, 15 to years. 20 years if he wants to. Yeah, if he's healthy 15 years. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. Again, based on Slater's numbers, uh, most of the scouts do their job. I mean, they, you know, again, it's not it's uh, not scientific. You're going to you're not going to hit on some. I think some are egregious obviously like you said. I don't see nothing too egregious this year. Uh to the level of our guy Nick Alasher, which we talked about in one of the early pods a year ago at this time. Mm-hmm. The only guy I would say that I was like, oh, okay, he's not on the team is Cam Thomas. I've talked about him. Uh, I do a segment with like Stadium, the channel, and I told how great he was. You know, uh, Cam Thomas, last year as a junior at Oak Hill, they're 27 and 1. They're the number two team in the country this year, but last year he averaged 26.4 points a game. This year he's averaging 27, about 27 points a game. And we had Coach Smith come on the pod a few weeks ago. What he's doing, Devin, is excuse me, I'm, I'm coughing a little bit. Is uh, <laughs> you good? He is uh, doing it on such less shots and yeah. better shots, efficient, even more efficient. So he's even a better player than he was last year. Um, Steve Smith has 33 uh, McDonald's All Americans, and he's a little surprised that Cam Thomas is not one yeah, of them. Yeah, I was just about to pop in that tweet here, uh, yeah. Coach Steve Smith tweeted out uh, his displeasure with Cam Thomas's snub. And I agree with you. I think Cam Thomas should have been on that list. Um, he says, I'm never one to complain, but yeah. need to say this. Yeah. How can the leading scorer in the history of Oak Hill Academy, a school that has produced 33 McDonald's All-Americans, not make the 220 team? He was also the leading scorer of the EYBL circuit and a consensus yeah. top 20 player. Cam Thomas is going to LSU. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me pose this question to you. If Cam Thomas was going to Duke or North Carolina... Would he have made, or Kentucky, would he have made this list? Would that make a difference? I would say, based on the fact that half the voters don't watch these 24 players. Actually watch players, yeah. Yeah, I would say he would probably made it. Um, And that's sick. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, if you look at Duke and North Carolina, they have had more McDonald's All-Americans than some conferences, major conferences. (laughs) Just themselves. Right. So let's look at at those numbers. um, Kentucky has one, two, what is it? two? North Carolina has two, three. Plus, you got to add in um, uh, the kid four. from Paul the six from Jeremy Roach. He's going to Duke. He's going to okay. Yeah. North Carolina has four. Yeah. Duke he, is he undecided on here? Jeremy Roach. Yeah, they have undecided. He's going to Duke. One, two, three. Yeah. He's going to Duke. Yeah. So and he's very deserving. Yeah. Great player. Yeah. I mean, the majority of these guys are going to. Duke, North Carolina. How Kentucky. many is that? Over ten? Did you or what's your math? I'm math? not good at math. Uh, four, four, four and two, ten. Yeah, that's forty-five percent. Yeah. I'm terrible at math. I could four, be... okay. No, we're in the ballpark. It's about forty-five. percent And a lot of these guys yeah. on this list have still those in their Duke finalists. Duke and, and North Carolina yeah. in their finalists. Duke Correct. Or, yeah. Zaire Williams is, uh, you know, again, North Carolina, USC, maybe uh, a couple other schools he's considering. You know, Greg he's Brown's probably considering Duke. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at this list now, Ronnie. I'm like. 
isn't Scotty Barnes committed to Florida, Florida State? State? Yeah, they, they should. They, they didn't they really didn't update even, it well. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I noticed it with with Jeremy because I've been seeing Jeremy play this over this weekend. He was on TV a couple times. Uh, Jeremy Roach from Paul the Six. They had a. Uh, they lost to Cam Thomas's Oak Hill team, seventy-two to fifty-seven. You know, Oak Hill smacked Paul the Six around Paul pretty Six good, and Sarah Paul Six beat Sarah Cannon on Monday, and he looked great in that game. You know, as you probably saw a little bit of it before you tracked over I to watched, see Sheldon yeah, and I watched other the playback. teams. I watched the playback on YouTube because I don't have uh, the money to to get the ESPN U package. So gotcha. I'm on the broke boy uh, plan for broke my cable. boy plan. But yeah, so um, I want to talk about a little bit about Roach. A little bit because I'm glad that he missed all of summer and uh, even if people were talking about that maybe he should sit out this year. Hey, dude, just get ready for Duke. You know, you're you're you, you got your scholarship. You no need to Six risk is, it. Paul Six is a good team either way. And he's like, no, I want to play. I want to. I'm ready, and it's paid off. And Paul Six is having a great season. Obviously, those teams we've talked about before, Devin, and that whole conference are just really good. They, the CIF got took to the woodshed on Monday, 0-3 against the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. Uh, Rancho Christian lost to DeMatha, and Modern Day lost to Oak. A pedestrian O'Connor. Nothing against Coach Joe Wooden, Joe Wooden, but I mean they're pedestrian right now. Well, I, I was looking, yeah. yeah, I was looking more into that loss more. Yeah. Uh, Bishop O'Connell. Granted, it's a long trip from Virginia mm-hmm. to San Diego, Diego, right? But they lost to Torrey Pines by ten. Yeah. And scored thirty six points in that game. Yeah, yeah. and Marday gave up seventy three. Yeah, to that same a, team. Not a good outing. So not a great day. Well, Marday's coming yeah. off that loss to Bosco. Yeah, not a great day for um, California teams. And then, uh, speaking of team wise, Sheldon, who you said was also down at Torrey Pines, they look good against you know Mayfair. Uh, Sheldon's the NorCal Open favorite. Then they lose to Consumes Oaks this <laughs> week. You know, so yeah, California teams. Are just not to the level right now of Montverde, IMG, Paul the Sixth. They're just no, not, yeah, no, not no. this year. So it's just the way it's worked out. But it's great to see that individually our players have gotten a lot of recognition they deserve. Um, if you guys don't know who the six players are, two from two from Sarah Cannon, BJ Boston, and Zaire Williams. Two from Prolific, Namari Burnett. And I, I'm glad Mar- Namari didn't get two penalties. I thought he might not make the game because of injury. He's been injured. He injured his miss, probably missed like four or five prolific prep games. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, oh boy, that's going to be close because I thought he was one of those bubble guys, but he made it. Congrats to him. Josh Christopher, who's closing in on Josh Childress' school scoring record over at Mayfair. And the sixth guy, is, it's um, Evan. blowing my mind, is obviously Evan Mobley from Rancho Christian, who's more than deserving. Um, you know, he's one of the best players in the country. So. Those guys are pretty deserving, Devin. I don't think we have to spend much time on that. No, no Give no. us your thoughts on the guys uh, in this state who didn't make it or who just your whole overall take I on I think that. one of the bigger snubs, in my opinion, I mean, my yeah. opinion, like I told, I said, I said yeah. on Twitter, responding to Coach Moose, Coach Bailey over at Brentwood, yeah. who posed the question, is Marcus Bagley a yeah. McDonald's All-American level player? Yes. Yes. Based on what I've seen this year, I mean, at Battle Zone, I mean, dude, yeah. everything just comes so easily to him now. Yeah. He's healthy. He's healthy. Uh, he's in shape. Springy. He's his his bounce is just crazy now. He's like, I mean, his chin's on the rim at, on every and dunk. He's big. He's big shoulders. He's six seven six eight with he's broad strong. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he sh- most the, guys with broad shoulders like that to have his body can't jump right. like that. And the way he, and the way the ball, the way he shoots it, the way it comes off uh, his hands, it's just like you think it's going in every time. It's effortless. Marcus Bagley, I think, is uh, from California, is the, the biggest snub in the state, obviously. Um, I think he's a, a national snub as well. Adam Miller from Morgan Park, right. I thought, is a guy who maybe should have uh, yeah, if, if been it, on that list. If if your guy, um, DJ Stewart from Whitney Young, made it... Adam Miller should have made it. Adam That's Rangers, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's kind of the comparison I'm making there. Yeah. I, I looked at that, and I see DJ Stewart making it. And, and again, it goes back to your point, he's going to Duke, DJ Stewart. And Adam, Adam Miller is... Not going to Duke. Right. <laughs> Regardless, Adam Miller's not going. He's to not Duke. going to Duke. North, yeah, he's not going to North Carolina. Right. If Adam Miller's going to Duke or North Carolina, is he on that list? I think so. It goes back to if your Marcus Bagley is going to Duke or North Carolina, he's on the list. Interesting. Because he not only does he have the name behind him, the Bagley name, right? That's a you know that peaks in. And he went to Duke. And he's going to Duke, or he's going to North Carolina, or he's going to Kentucky. Brother went to Duke. He's on the he's on the list. Interesting. He's going to Arizona State though, so he's not on the list. Wow. Well, let's. I talked about this in, a, in another show for an, another outlet. Dude, you, are you I, just like cheating on us here? Like, yeah, I, how many outlets no, you work for? Yeah, I, uh, like you said, uh, you gotta make I'm that money. Be, yeah, I gotta make some money. So, <laughs> um, 
two things that Marcus Valley st- stood out to me. Um, because of Marcus uh, and his family, Marvin was at Duke. He was at Ravenscroft High School after he played a year at Sierra Canyon, which he didn't play that much. Again, at Ravenscroft, I would think most people don't even know he played at Ravenscroft High School in Raleigh. Right. Because of MB3 being at Duke. So he was off the radar a little bit. Then you go to his junior year. He's not really on a big-time AU team. And you'd be like, oh, did you see Marcus play? Then he has a good junior year, but he's banged up. He's just not 100% there yet. So if you're basing it on his junior year, which a lot of people on, on social media would argue this is what is a lot of it's yeah, about. We, we can get into that for sure. You know, junior year. And, and I can see why uh, Marcus didn't make it. Because and then now he's brother gets drafted to the Kings, so now he's at Sheldon. So you know, he's lost in the mix, I think, a little bit than had the injuries. Mm-hmm. Meaning last year and maybe even... And then this year, like you said, forget all that. That's all out the window. He looks great. Yeah. You know, uh, was great down at... Tory Pines has been good at other events that you or me have seen. Um, let's say uh, the biggest snubs. Let's say Trevor Ariza from Westchester, Devin, is an eight snub. Onyeka is a nine or a ten snub on a ten Richter oh, scale. Gonna, where ten, is where? Yeah, where is Marcus? Seven or eight? Yeah, or seven, seven or eight. He's okay, not Trevor not Ariza that, mold. Not a. It's not. Wow. Not an absolute no-brainer like yeah. like Big O should have been. Sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's high. It's a seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, that that makes sense. I think Cam Thomas is in that eight or nine. Yeah, range. I agree. Or you know Adam Miller, like you said, in the seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight. So uh, hope to see those guys in other All Star games. You know they're gonna having great seasons. They're they're gonna get Cam Thomas is gonna get plenty of recognition. I mean the my All American team. I'm sure he's gonna be on it. Yeah. You know he's averaging 27 points. Oak Hill. How if they win Geico? How about if they win Geico and beat Monverde, and he goes for twenty five or thirty? I mean, it's people gonna be look, looking stupid. It's gonna yeah. be like whoa. That's, I mean, that's risk you take yeah. when you have the yeah. All Star games like that. Yeah, and that that that's like you said, we're not. Uh, it's they've done a great job as as Slater's numbers proved over the year. I you know again you have always gonna have the the Clay Thompsons, the Paul Georges, the David Robinsons, uh, you know Charles Barkley's guys who haven't made it over the years. Yeah. Uh, for for various Here, reasons. Here's the thing about these games: you got 24 yeah. players, right? That's only 24. You got 24 it's guys. Hard. They're all extremely good, and they're yeah. all extremely deserving to be on the list. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't mean that you know, like we're not going to rip any of these kids because yeah. all these kids are good enough to be in this game. Yeah. So when we talk snubs, we're saying like, yeah, this kid is good enough to be in this game, but who does he replace? Another extremely good player who also deserves to be on this list. Correct. That's so, the hardest part about all this. Yeah, you got to remove somebody. Yeah, you're and gonna have to remove somebody. You look at the team and it it, it looks very good. Uh, let's talk about some of the players on here. One other thing I noticed. Let's talk about just in general. You know, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Dayron Sharp. So, in the first, uh, you know, what is this? The forty third game or something? Forty third game, nineteen seventy seven. The first forty one years. No school had one single high school program, had three McDonald's All-Americans. Now we have two straight years with three. Yeah. IMG last year? Uh, IMG last year and, and Monverde this year. Devin, what is this telling us? Where is this going to go here? It's it's saying in, join a super in, team. Yeah. Is it in, in five years, is is all 24 guys going to be from like seven schools? Probably. Yeah. You know, like. Because all these, all these yeah. kids are just going to start joining up. Yeah. Kind of like they Started doing the NBA a little bit or yeah, whatever. Or whatever level. Um, AU, yeah. College, you know. It, yeah. It's just like. That's just the trend of society of basketball. Yeah, the high level prep school program. I don't want to try to kick Devin's programs. ass. I'm going to join Devin. Yeah. You don't want to kick anyone's ass anymore. You want to be buddies with them. It's all buddy ball. It's all buddy ball. You know? Wow. It, it's like you got guys moving across the country to go to yeah. Sierra Canyon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. That's like, just the way it's The high, high level high school hoops is different now. It's different like I went to, than 10 years ago. I yeah. went to a, a game last night. Or 15 or years ago. Wednesday yeah. night, Fountain Valley against Laguna Beach. It's just like, it's just a regular old high, high school, school game. Which and is I, not, like, I, I like I like that. that, yeah. Me too. You, you I got, like to see a McDonald's All-American from just a high school. Yeah. You got you got Laguna Beach running the yeah. Princeton offense and skipping over for threes from the from the, from the the uh, the block and, you know, good passing, cutting, you know, bumping the cutter on, on, on defense and stuff like that. And it's just good to see. Yeah. Um, and then you That's look, why I watch those games. Interesting too. We talk about Devin ask you a little bit. Terrence Clark, if he doesn't reclassify 
from 221, maybe that's Cam Thomas's spot. It could be. It could be. You see what I mean? It's that. Yeah. And it maybe if Devin Askew reclassified sooner, he might be on the list. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Then he takes somebody else off. But if, if Devin Askew stays in 221, he's, he's a he makes it easy. He's a shoe in. He's a shoe in for the for the and that's another thing I want to talk about. Let's skip to I want to still talk about the Badons game a little bit. But real quick, Devin. What's your take on 221 in California? Because it doesn't look like there's six McDonald's All-Americans. Let me pull up my... Yeah, you know, because my, if you got... I got some names here. Yeah, if list. you got our, our our guy from St. Bernard's, who's a very good student, you know... Um, Reese Dixon Reece Waters. Reese Dixon Waters. You have Peyton Watson. You have Issa Silva. Then after that, are we even talking about McDonald's All-American players? No. No, uh, it's going to no. be a different year. Yes, different it's gonna be, trajectory. But again, that, that happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think out of those three out of those three guys you mentioned, Ronnie, yeah. I mean... They still got some work based to do. On Peyton ba- and, and Silva got work to do. They got a lot of work to do. Because yeah. here's the thing. Here's yeah. here's the thing. This is kind of what brings us back into the whole, you know, joining up with guys on a high-level team. Peyton Watson's Long Beach Poly team this year is not very good. And Silva's team is Silva's not Silva's Jesuit great. team is yeah. not... Is, they're is, not... They're, they're yeah. solid. They're, they're not so, high-level teams. Uh, yeah, I was going to say they're not knocking down the yeah, doors. St. Bernard is solid. They're good high school, high school basketball team. team. For they're not, California. They're not these teams that traveled the, the, the country, country and, yeah. and played these in these Correct. tournaments. They're where, not Montverde and IMG and some other teams. They're not modern day. They're not Sierra Canyon. Canyon. They're not yeah. Rancho Christian. They're not playing at, on these stages that these guys are playing on. And that McDonald's All-Americans voters are at. Right. That's the thing. So those guys... Are potentially in jeopardy of not making it just because they're playing at you know at the level at those at the tournaments and levels quote unquote smaller level nationally. Uh, Obviously, at our level of California, they're playing at very good programs at a high level. Um, But it's not the same as playing Montverde and IMG and Apollo Six on a big scale, and and people are watching. Multiple McDonald's voters are watching it. That kind of brings in another point that I wanted to discuss, and that uh, Dane Irvin. Uh, on Twitter, brought up yesterday, I believe, yeah, kind of the process of what this all is. Reports, yeah, yep. he uh, he said, you know, it, it's probably most important. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, His summer, tweets, yeah. spring and summer, after your junior year, going into your, your senior, senior year is the most important part, and what you do on various circuits. So the EYBL had 16 selections this year. Adidas and Under Armour had four each, and Dacian Nix, as we mentioned, from Simply Fundamental, was the only independent Coach guy. Coach Locke. Coach Locke do, did a great job with with Dacian. Shout out to Coach Locke. He's only he's the only independent guy. guy. Yeah. So if you are going to be uh, considered for McDonald's All American Game selections, it's obviously um, a higher percentage uh, of guys come from the EYBL, and what 16. you do on the EYBL is going to help your stock Very more true. than what you do at your high school. Correct. Especially if you're not playing for yeah. Montverde, IMG, Paul the Six on TV, on, on TV, on, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, things that you're talking about. Yes, I, that's a great point. I agree with you. It's, it's like, unfortunate, but it's and a bit reality. unfortunate. It's the reality of the situation. So if you're at that level, that's what you got to consider: the reality of the situation. That's why Dacian Nix is a great story. Namari Burnett, straight to what you're saying, he plays, does a good job on the EYBL team. Did they lose in the final or win the whole thing? They lost, lost in, in the, the final. final. Yes. Why not? Yes. Um, the why not team lost in the final, but. To your point, he had a great spring and summer. It carried over, and he was rewarded. Namari Burnett of Chicago native going to Texas Tech uh, at Prolific Prep. Um, I want to get a little bit into that as we scroll this This team. is um, Now we're going to talk about Montverde and how good they are. They have three McDonald's All-Americans. They might be one of the best teams people have seen. We're going to talk about that more in future episodes as the season wears off I, you know me Devin I have plenty to say about that but what I don't want to hear I'm going to go uh, on I was about to ask what you I, what I don't want to hear about this crap is well they have nine guys ranked in the top 100 so of course they're one of the best high school teams ever like mm-hmm. that's not what it's about it's not what a high school team's made of to I'll take point. it a step further Ronnie it's not they're not a high about. school team yeah it's not <laughs> what it's about like it's what are you guys talking about they're not a high school team yeah not they're not going to play Marina High School in a in a league game. You're right. So, as this unfolds, guys, let me go my little rant. Please don't come to me because people are gonna ask me because they do. I do fat fifty rankings. I, I I follow this. What do you think about it? They got all these guys ranked in the top one hundred. I'm gonna say I'm just not I'm not even get into it. If you tell me some stats, their winning per- margin is uh, thirty two points. Um, they won in five different states. Uh, they have seven guys averaging over 10 points. Then I'll be like, okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Because that's what I'm going to bring up when I talk about some of the best teams I've ever seen. 
93 Oak Hill. Obviously, everybody knows about 83 Dunbar. Back to your point about Slater. You want to say that this Malverde team's the best ever. How? What's the percentage of those guys that played over 300 NBA games again? Was it 30 uh, percent? Yeah, in the just McDonald's? under 30. Just under 30. That Dunbar team had four guys who played in the NBA for over 10 years. So that's what you can. They're under. Who, who they was the great. guy who didn't like hardly play on the Dunbar team? Who ended up being yeah, really Reggie good? Lewis? Reggie Lewis, NBA All Star. So if you guys want to get into this, oh, they have. You know, five five stars and four three stars. Or beat that. What is Ronnie wants to smoke today? Is yeah, that the kids yeah, say now? Yeah, Ronnie yeah, wants yeah, all the beat smoke. Beat that. Show me your guy, your high school team that's the eighth or ninth man that's averaging twenty points in the NBA and is a multiple NBA All Star. Then we'll start talking about great. You know, but people don't. The people who are saying yeah, that Ronnie don't like know what a high, high school, school team is. is. Correct. That they, was a high school team. I'll give you a great story about it, Devin. Um, like you said, Reggie Lewis. Dum dum dum. Story time with Ronnie. Reggie Lewis, uh, Lewis, who's passed away, God bless him. Um, seventh or eighth man on that team, whatnot. He only went into double figures, Devin, five times that year. More than 10 points, five times. Because he's off the bench. They're, they're obviously blowing some teams out. He goes off in a tournament in Pennsylvania. Coach Jim Calhoun, who's at Northeast, is besides himself. Because he's like, our guys here out west, he's like, oh my, everybody's going to find out about this kid and I'm going <laughs> to lose him. He's so good. He's worried shitless that he's going to go to a big school now, maybe in the Big East or something, because Reggie Lewis goes off in this tournament. Reggie Lewis stuck with the commitment, played for Coach Calhoun at Northeast, and the rest is history. But I think that's kind of like we see sometimes at events. Guys are like, how did he play? We're like, he played great. What's their reaction then when they call you? Damn. God damn it. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, you know, so... Don't tell me about a damn team that had all these uh, five stars at McDonald's on Americans. I'm just not going to. I don't want to hear it. It's just not what you said. It's not high school basketball. Ronnie is not allowing <laughs> the smoke. He doesn't even want it. He's not allowing what it. Go with some facts. You know, why is this team great? Hey, Who did they beat? Facts? What are you talking about? Yeah. Why do we need facts, we don't, right? No yeah. one needs facts anymore, Ronnie. Yeah. As another great one is um, uh, God bless him. He just passed away uh, earlier this week. Morgan Wound, the Naismith Hall of Fame coach from DeMatha. He was Mike Jones. We'd love to have on the pod uh, in the future talking a little bit about him, but uh, he, you know, passed away. He's 88 years old. I mean, Devin, the just the, the shots out he got him so from social media, from the Baltimore Ravens, from, I mean, the guy was w probably the most well-known high school coach. One of his greatest teams didn't have a superstar on it. You know, um, their 78 team they went undefeated. They beat teams like in seven or eight states. Uh, they had college players and Derek Wittenberg and Sidney Lowe, who later led. North Carolina State to that miracle championship. They didn't even start. So that's the kind of things you're talking about. That's high school basketball. Mm -hmm. Develop, get better. Mm -hmm. You got multiple parts. One guy averages 10. One guy averages 15. One guy comes off the bench, gets a scholarship. Like, that's what that guy had. Now, he had some great all-star players, Danny Ferry, Adrian Dantley, those type of guys. But he also had the stories where a guy was on JV and got a scholarship as a senior. And that's the kind of stuff you like. That's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like. But, I mean, you got anything else? Yeah. I mean, you got we're, anything we're, else, man? Yeah, you, were, you were heated at the end here. <laughs> yeah, well, because I already know what's going to come up because Monverde's a great team, and they're going to, they're gonna, you know, hopefully we can have Kevin Boyle, too, on the future. If they keep rolling, you know, we go to Geico talking about, you know, we'd love to hear about that. But, yeah, it's just if you don't have facts, don't talk about stuff that you don't know what you're talking about, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, it's really interesting that that came out. The McDonald's, ironic actually, that the McDonald's team came out and Morgan Wooten passed because he's was uh, the chairman of the selection committee that is now kind of spearheaded by his son Joe, who played for him. He's now the coach at O'Connell, mm -hmm. which we talked about earlier in the in the pod. You know, um, have a great imprint. Devin, his imprint on the game goes really long. We'll get into it in the in future pod, but he yeah, has to dedicate a whole podcast to yeah, that. Yeah, you know, hopefully we can get Coach Mike Jones maybe and or Coach uh, Joe Wooten on the on the pod. Obviously they're they're having uh you know this is gonna be a tough week for them. Tough week for everybody in, in Washington basketball. That guy was really uh, a pillar of, of figurehead. Big figure of, of high school basketball. Just imagine Devin you're still coaching a high school team and your coach gets nominated and goes into the Naismith Hall of Fame, but he's still coaching. So you're like, hey, yeah, dude, uh, my coach is in the Hall of Fame, bro. Like, imagine you're saying that you're a DeMatha player in the early 2000s, and he's already in the Hall, and he's still coaching. Like, 
dude, that's just doesn't happen very of, often. That's just other levels crap, you know? Yeah. Well, Ronnie, I think uh, I think uh, we taught people yeah. a lot of good lessons today. First, yeah. if you're going to cheat, go ahead, but get don't get caught. It. Don't get caught. Do steroids because it works. <laughs> it works. If you want to be a McDonald's All-American. But you're not going to get in the hall because no. Barry Bonds ain't in the you're hall right. yet. If, if you're going to be, if you want to be a McDonald's All-American, join a super team yeah. or play in the EYBL. Mm-hmm. This is some really good stuff. I mean, that's not, and it's not a knock to other, it's just how it's working right now. That's just what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and it'll change at some sure point gonna, because it always does. It's, yeah, the, the, the pendulum's going to switch somewhere. We don't know exactly know where it's going to switch, but we'll be there to follow it. We will. And one thing that won't change is our presence here uh, yeah. on the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Um, you guys can find us on various streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we appreciate you know likes, uh, comments, uh, subscriptions. Uh, we like to you know engage with with everybody who follows along in the show. So if you see us in the gym, feel free to give us a shout. But uh, until next week, we're going to wrap this up. So we will talk to you guys uh, next week.